Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest Ayumi podcast. Joining me today is Hella Hammer, Managing Director of C4, the Nordic Association of Marine Insurers, and Chair of the Ayumi Policy Forum. Today, we will be discussing the work of the Policy Forum. Hi, Hella, and welcome. Hi, Kirsten. Thank you for inviting me. Hella, please, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your role is at Ayumi? Well, I think you just mentioned that I chaired the uh, policy forum and I've held that position for a good number of years now. In addition, the day job, of course, is with the Nordic Association of Marine Insurers, or C4 as it's called within the industry, where I obviously will do a lot of the same work as well. So it is really a collaboration between the members of IUMI and what we do at the policy forum. And I'm the C4 member of the council as well. So, uh, so I do deal a lot with IUMI over the years. What is the Policy Forum and what is the background to the establishment of this forum and the work that is done? Well, I think the background was that some years ago, back in 2012, uh, Ole Wikboy from the Norwegian Health Club was the president of Ayumi and he happened to be the chairman of uh, C4 as well. So we had quite a few discussions on whether we could use sort of the big muscles of a global uh, organizations to do more on the framework lobby issues. I have a background with 30 years within politics, lobbying, and not only within the marine insurance industry. So that was natural for me to focus a bit on in, in discussions with him as well. So we wanted to expand that to see if we can have a bigger voice in the International Maritime Organization and also towards other stakeholders. So the forum was informed in 2012. It appoints, uh, was appointed by the executive committee and reports directly to them, but it comprises members from several of, of the member associations as well as individual companies. So we try to get sort of a bit of a mixture of uh, competence among the people on the forum. And the big idea is really to look after the interest on regulatory issues and influence, protect our interests uh, globally through that. So we will be the voice in terms of lobbying and monitoring any framework related uh, issues that's going on in the industry. Thank you. Thank you. And what are the main issues currently being focused on? Well, I don't think I, I'll, I won't go through the entire list. We currently have 16 issues on what we call the policy agenda, and that's publicly available on the Ayumi website as well. I update it almost every day with new documents and, and things happening, but publicly it's, it's updated and a new version will be out a couple of times a year. We select issues based on there actually being an active lobby position. So that's important for me to say it doesn't necessarily reflect all and every issue of importance to marine insurers, but it does reflect where we do have something ongoing where we can have a, have a role. And for the issues will be more of a standing uh, items where we perhaps more raise awareness and inform. And typically those will be more of the macroeconomic factors, I mean, including Brexit, which we can't really influence that much, even if there has been input from the industry on that as well. It includes sanctions, piracy, and also theft prevention, where we do issue position paper, for instance, that can be taken forward to national regulators as well to ensure that there is a good collaboration on theft prevention and uh, safe, secure parking places. The number one issue at the moment relates to fires and container vessels in particular. And we've been working on that for a good number of, of years. Started before there was a spike, actually. So hopefully we are now going to be able to uh, get that successfully on the agenda of uh, the International Maritime Organization. And now we're adding on container losses as well. So we are keeping sort of uh, a keen eye on what goes on and the challenges are at the moment. And if we see an opening, a window for us to do something, we 
will go after that. And we're also working now actively on fires in relation to the safety of railroad vessels. And for instance, you will have the transport of electric cars that might come up. Uh, where that's totally unregulated. I mean, no, no fire regulation was ever made with that in mind. And they can burn differently and be more difficult to, uh, to put out uh, once a fire occurs. So we're looking at whether there's a need to, to regulate or change the regulation on, on that. There is also a very specific one on fires related to low pressure fuel systems. And we work together with IAX on that and have a separate working group that's dealing with that, where we bring in experts from the member companies of, of the members of Ayumi, uh, if you like. So, so we have sort of the practical people there. There are two issues currently uh, sort of where things are happening. One is places of refuge where we're working to get guidelines internationally amended based on a model from the European Union and we've been involved all along together with the European Commission and a lot of the other organizations internationally so within a year or two at least we'll have that in place and finally it's the polar code and arctic sailings one would think that was completed with a Polar codes coming into force in 2017, but we're now looking at more of the non-solar vessels that we think also need to be regulated to be safe up there. So those are maybe the most sort of active ones at the moment, but that changes uh, all the time. Thank you. And you've kind of already um, touched on this, but um, how does the policy forum currently work with external stakeholders, regulators and authorities? Do you see the industry working collaboratively? I certainly do. There, there is a lot of collaboration and I think that's what changed as well with the, the policy forum being established. We, we used to be very reactive, if you like. You, you got something in your mailbox where they said there is a consultation going on. Do you have any views? Whereas now we're working much more proactive and in collaboration with a lot of different stakeholders, both through more formal regular meetings but a lot of ad hoc phone calls these days it's teams and you meet uh, digitally normally you would do it during different sessions you'll meet up with uh, with a lot of the other organizations and be able to sort of exchange quick word on on issues and we work very very long term and that's important and i think that helps with a political background for me that i know that if you want to change a regulation it will take time and they will not listen to one stakeholder they're saying their opinion only. So unless we can agree with, with other stakeholders and, and very often the owners, and obviously we want to have classes part of it, so they're one of the key collaborations we, we do have, then you won't be able to succeed quite simply. Uh, so we will always consider that, whether there is any chance of us getting across a review and, and be successful. And if you take one example, coming back to that, the fires on, on container vessels. I mean, we started addressing the problem 2017 position paper, then in 2019, we saw a spike of these fires. And that opened a window for us to really address it a bit more active on, on the international regulatory scene, if you like, because that meant that all the member states of uh, IMO took an interest as well, and Germany in particular. So we started working with them. We brought with us several others and we had discussions in conferences, in meetings, repeating, repeating, repeating the message and, and discussing the best way forward. And I know from politics that you need to repeat a message until you're so fed up, you can't really bear to talk about it anymore. And then the first people listening to you will understand what you're saying. 
So that's sort of the effort it, it takes. And we've been doing presentations in lunchtime at IMO and so on. And now in 2021, in May, we might get it approved as a new output from the IMO, that means that it will be addressed. And then it continues in the regulatory process where we have an expert group of 30 plus people from flag states and from all types and lines within uh, marine or maritime shipping in general that will bring their own knowledge forward to really find the best solution to uh, to address these fires and, and hopefully save some lives going forward. And then maybe in 2028, we'll have a regulation in place. So, so that's a very good example on, on how we would work on these issues. Uh, just another quick example on places of refuge. We were invited by the European Commission to take part in an expert group together with the salvage union, with ICS, with international groups. and groups. So you had sort of all the different stakeholders there and we were actually able to take part in writing the new guidelines and then did a joint submission to the International Maritime Organization. And that's where we are at the moment. And I think this week or last week at the latest, we even had sort of another email exchange around it. So it is more or less on a daily, daily basis collaboration ongoing. Well, that's great. That's great. Thank you. And do you see any new issues and risks emerging? Yeah, obviously from the list, I, I left out the big issue, which is sustainability or environmental social governance. And we have already addressed it at ease on our agenda. But I think what we will see going forward is a lot more there as well on a regulatory basis with the new fuels. So climate change is being the big driver going forward. And I think we'll see a number of different issues as we go into uh, to that area. And some of them we won't even know about as of yet. The problem is that technology is changing faster than regulation. And that puts us a bit on, on the spot. So we are trying to address that. And I know that class societies are doing the same, saying that it's great and to help to get to that higher or, or more greener shipping if you like and decarbonization with zero emission vessels the new fuels might pose some problems and the regulation was not made for those new fuels ammonia is very toxic how do you prevent the crew from that do you have any sort of regulation in place we've seen example of battery ferries catching fire and it's a completely different picture when you try to put that fire out so uh, so those kind of things will will be very much on the agenda going forward that we would like to sort of do that because that's how we can help on that transition as well and the other big area is related more to the technology uh, and, and the digital solutions becoming possible. And if you look at what happened during the pandemic uh, with remote surveys sort of becoming the norm on vessels, it had started pre-corona, but it just sort of moved on a lot faster. And then today we're into a discussion on while well, the remote surveys, how are they conducted from class and also on behalf of flag states to ensure that there is the same safety le uh, level and it is sort of equal regardless of who's performing that remote survey. So, so that's typically a new sort of type of thing that we need to go into. And that's one of the most interesting parts of being uh, in the policy forum that we're really able to uh, sit 
down and, and look at these new things emerging and then think about the problems and what do we need from our side to be able to actually ensure it going forward and then be really sort of proactive and, uh, and early part of those discussions. And I think that's key because you wait until a regulation is on the table, it's going to be a lot harder to do anything. So we'd rather sort of take part in it as we, we move along. Thank you. Thank you. That's really interesting. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.